You're going to love this. Just love it. But will I? That remains to be seen. From Pacifica Radio's KPFK 90.7 in Los Angeles, this is your broadcast as heard on 90.7 in LA, 98.7 FM in Santa Barbara, 93.7 FM in San Diego, 99.5 FM in Ridgecrest and China Lake, 91.7 FM KYAQ on the beautiful Oregon Central Coast. And on other Pacifica Radio affiliates, unknown but much beloved. And of course, coast to coast and around the globe on kpfk.org on the Stitcher app, the TuneIn app, the iTunes app, the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, Radio or Not, Radio Free Brooklyn, and of course, five days a week. On Radio Sputnik, I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, all-around swell fellow, says me, if not everyone in the whole wide world, glad you could join us for another thrilling adventure. And yes, we are on, if you haven't heard, five days a week with a brand spanking new broadcast each and every day. So please try to join us. We are live in the Pacifica Radio studios today in Los Angeles at KPFK. Uh, for my KPFK listeners, uh, if you if you uh, don't hear us live every day, then you can go to the archives, kpfk.org, and download the entire broadcast from the archives. Uh, okay, a lot to get to today, as usual. And because we are in the studio, we want to get to your calls, if we can, today. 818-985-5735 is our phone number. 818 985 KPFK, if you'd like to get your thoughts out to the world across your public airwaves, as we like to say, use them before you lose them more than you already have. A lot coming up today, but first, um, the Iran deal. We talked a bit about it on yesterday's broadcast. Uh, the uh, landmark agreement with China, Russia, Germany, France, the U.K., and the U.S., to uh, block any potential path, so we are told, to a nuclear weapon in Iran. President Obama spoke today in a lengthy press conference at the White House about it. He was uh, going through, going down the line and trying to answer all the critics on this. Who um, and, and there are a lot of critics who apparently haven't bothered to read the agreement, don't understand the agreement, or just don't care. They just want to make hay wherever they can. Uh, what? In this country? Imagine that. Uh, here is uh, just one of the criticisms that uh, Obama spoke to today during his press conference at the White House. There are legitimate, real concerns here. We've already talked about it. We have huge differences with Iran. Israel has legitimate 
concerns about its security relative to Iran. I mean, you have a large country with a significant military that has proclaimed uh, that Israel shouldn't exist, that has denied the Holocaust, that has financed Hezbollah, and as a consequence, there are missiles that are pointed towards uh, Tel Aviv. And so uh, I think there are very good reasons why Israelis are nervous about Iran's position in the world generally. And I've said this to Prime Minister Netanyahu. I've said it directly to the Israeli people. But what I've also said is that all those threats are compounded if Iran gets a nuclear weapon. The majority of nuclear experts look at this thing and they say, this will prevent Iran from getting a nuclear bomb. And you are arguing either that it does, does not or that even if it does, it's temporary or that because they're going to get a windfall uh, of their accounts being unfrozen, that they'll cause more problems, then you should have some alternative to present. And I haven't heard that. And the reason is because there really are only two alternatives here. Either the issue of Iran obtaining a nuclear weapon is resolved diplomatically through a negotiation, or it's resolved through force, through war. Those are, those are the options. Yeah, those are the options. That's President Obama speaking today at the White House in a press conference that lasted uh, at least an hour answering uh, critics about the Iran deal uh, and enjoying himself in the bargain. But yeah, that seems to me... I'm going to have to agree with the president on this one. That seems to be the two choices. Either we deal with Iran diplomatically or we ultimately end up in a war, which if you uh, talk to most of the critics uh, or if you look at most of the critics, clearly that's what they want. Every single uh, and there's I don't know how many, 15, I think we're up to now, uh, candidates on the Republican side who are running for president. They are all against this deal. They have not put forward anything that is uh a better idea, and it's largely because they want uh, they'd prefer a war. Well, you know, our wars are winding down. We, we can't go without wars. That's what our economy is now built on, apparently. Uh, so uh, that was the president speaking today. I suspect we'll be speaking a lot more about this in the days ahead. But if you have any thoughts on it, 818-985-5735 is our phone number. I'm just glad. For, frankly, looking at this deal, it is a, a grown-up deal. It is a complex agreement between a lot of international bodies, and it seems to me that's what we want in a president. Will this deal work? Will Iran keep their word? Uh, you know, will we have to uh, snap back to the, uh, uh, to the sanctions? I don't know. I can't tell you. But if I have a choice between this and going to war, I'm going to take this. If I have a choice between this and what the Bush administration did with North Korea— when they just stop dealing with them altogether, allowing North Korea to build a nuclear bomb. If that's the other choice, uh, no thanks. You may feel differently about it, however. Uh, okay, uh, coming up a little bit later in the show, Green News Report. Desi Doyen will be joining us as ever as uh, Scott Walker enters the race this week as the 15th uh, 
15th candidate, and by the way, for my money, uh, maybe the one most likely to get the nomination uh, of the, uh, I would say, the top three, Donald Trump, Jeb Bush, Scott Walker. Uh, We will uh, talk about that in the Green News Report. Desi will join me to talk about where Walker is on uh, on energy and climate, as if you can't guess. Also, record heat in the West this week. As global warming continues to uh, uh, take a pound of flesh from this planet. Uh, Also, Exxon knew in 1981 about the problems with carbon dioxide and global warming. And yet they went on for the next 30 years to fund climate change denial. Uh, And uh, we'll have a bit about the the newest denialist uh, scam that not just the right wing media is falling for, but I've seen this make its way into the mainstream media. This concerns uh, a mini ice age, a report that came out claiming we are headed into a mini ice age, which, if you look at the report, is complete and utter nonsense. That's not actually what the report says at all. And the way it's been covered by the right wing media and thus the corporate media as well, as they become more and more alike, is that uh, this new report on sunspots and a decline in sunspots over the next uh, what, 11 or 20 years, uh, will head the planet into a mini ice age. Now, I spoke with uh, Joe Rome, physicist, former Clinton administration official, about this, about this report, and about this idea that uh, solar activity would decrease by 60 percent by 2030, by 60 percent. Now, if you look at the actual report, what it says is the fluctuation in the solar cycle that happens every 11 years, that may decrease 60 percent. But no, we are not headed into a mini ice age for anybody at least who bothers to look at the report. Here was uh, physicist Joe Rome uh, talking about this earlier this week. Um, it It is exceedingly likely, according to many, many studies, that we have entered a period where global temperatures are going to speed up and there's really, there, there's no escape from the catastrophic consequences of human-caused global warming by hoping the sun does something. The only uh, hope is that humans do something, which is to slash carbon pollution and, and, and have a global uh, treaty negotiated in Paris in December and take action like the United States is doing through the president's you know, EPA clean power plan. Uh, replacing dirty fossil fuels with with clean renewable energy that lasts forever. But what's funny here is this study doesn't have anything whatsoever to do with how much warming will occur because of human carbon pollution. I mean, it literally has zero to say on that. All this is. So this study doesn't mean anything about the long-predicted global warming trend. All this study says is we have a theory a brand new theory that says uh, maybe there'll be a reduction in sunspots in the 2030s. And anybody who cites this study to suggest that global warming science isn't real or somehow we are going to avoid catastrophic warming this century literally has never talked to a climate scientist. And yes, of course, they literally haven't talked to climate scientists because they don't care about climate science. Uh, but, you know, this is not just the right wing media. And that's why I brought it up, because it wasn't just the right wing media who were beginning to put out this mini ice age 
scam, this hoax, it was at people in the actual media. It was rawstory.com, which is a news outlet that I like. And, of course, it made it, I think, onto Yahoo, on CNN, on all the rest. So, anyway, uh, we, we tried to nip that in the bud earlier this week. If you want to hear my entire uh, uh, interview with Joe Rome, uh, you can check out the archives at bradblog.com or at kpfk.org or at iTunes, where we hope you'll subscribe to the Brad Blog Bradcast for free and give us a good review. It makes it easier for other people to find it. Okay, before we get to the phones... Because I know this is what you've all been waiting for. Before we get to the phones, uh, at 818-985-5735, looks like we got to do a Trump update. Yes, it's going to be a Trump a Trump date, if we can call it that. Because uh, I know that's what you all, that's what all anybody cares about is Donald Trump at this point. And, by the way, understandably, as we may have been the very first to point out when everyone was laughing about Donald Trump, no, don't laugh about Donald Trump. Donald Trump is a very real contender for the nomination. Donald Trump, more than anybody else in the race, I would argue, now represents what the Republican Party has become. And the fact that the uh, mainstream corporate media completely missed this is because they haven't been paying attention to what the Republican Party has become. They just see it as, well, you know, the Republicans believe that, the Democrats believe that, they disagree. No change. No, wrong. The Republican Party has gone off the rails over the last decade or two, at least. And Donald Trump now represents everything the Republican Party stands for. And if you don't believe me, we talked about it uh, yesterday. We've been talking about Donald Trump, how well he's doing in the polls. Uh, Suffolk University poll came out yesterday a national poll showing Donald Trump is now number one for the second week in a row. Donald Trump is the favored candidate in the Republican Party for two weeks in a row. And now today, and that was Suffolk University, uh, USA Today. And now today, a new poll from ABC News, Washington Post. Donald Trump's favorability among GOP voters is now almost as high as that of former Florida Governor Jeb Bush. 57 percent of Republicans now hold a favorable view of Trump. 57 percent of Republicans. A favorable view of Trump compared to just 40 percent who hold an unfavorable view. That is almost a complete turnaround from the last ABC News Washington Post poll in May that found 65 percent of Republicans saw Trump unfavorably. So 65 were against him. And now uh, 57 percent are in favor. His polls have flipped. The more he's come out, the more noise he's made, the more he's uh, talked about Mexicans being rapists and everything else, the more the Republican Party loves him. So uh, the poll uh, re released before Trump's candidacy, but from the same group from ABC News, uh, found his favorability was only 16 percent. So he went from 16 percent all the way up to 57 percent. Bush outpaces Trump at this point by only six points among Republicans. Uh, so, yeah, he's for real. Oh, by the way, uh, Hispanic uh, among Hispanics, the negative views of Trump are now at 81 percent in the ABC Washington Post poll, up from 60 percent in May, which is why the Republican Party is freaking out about Donald Trump. Because they can't win the White House without uh, winning more of the Hispanic vote. They can't win the Hispanic vote if Donald Trump is their candidate. Donald Trump is damn near their candidate the way that things are moving.
Now he's uh, here's what. Um, uh, oh, and if you have any thoughts on Donald Trump, eight one eight nine eight five five seven three five. He's not just an embarrassment, however, to the Republican Party. He is the Republican Party. He is what the Republican Party stands for. And perhaps soon the Repu- the establishment is going to start realize it and maybe do uh, start doing something about their party. Be nice if they, uh, the, the corporate media noticed as well. But, uh, I, I, you know, I'm thinking, I'm starting to think, Bradblog.com, we, we, don't, uh, we don't endorse candidates in general because, uh, frankly, we go, uh, we go to bat for candidates when they get screwed by the electoral system, by the voting machine system, uh, when their votes are suppressed. Um, we go to bat, no matter who they are, no matter what party they're with or not with. We support them. So, I, you know, I don't like going on the record for or against, uh, especially for any particular candidate in any race. But I am seriously considering endorsing Donald Trump, at least for the Republican Party nomination. I'm considering it. Why? Because I think that this is what this is who the Republican uh, Party has become. And they should stop hiding it and they should stop trying to pretend that they're not racist. They uh, pretend that they're not birthers. Uh, they should just come out and, and admit it. And what better way to admit it than by putting Donald Trump up there who represents what you feel? Here's uh, David Horsey, uh, L.A. Times, a two time Pulitzer Prize winning columnist, cartoonist for the L.A. Times. Uh Here's what he had to say. Jeb Bush finally said he was tired of talking about Mr. Trump, but not before asserting that the Donald does not represent the true Republican Party. Oh, really? Writes David Horsey. The party establishment thinks Mr. Trump is a big problem, and the sooner he implodes, the better it will be for them. But when and if that happens, they will be stuck with the millions of voters in the Republican base who may not want Mr. Trump to be the party's nominee, but who subscribe to his outlandish ideas. David Horsey says, Jeb Bush is wrong to say Mr. Trump does not fit with the Republican brand. This is not the GOP of Jeb's father and grandfather, the sober business-oriented Northeast and Midwestern uh, Republicanism of the mid-20th century. This is a party filled with resentful white Southerners and leave-me-alone West Western libertarians. It is a party energized by ranting partisans on talk radio and Fox News. The only question will be whether Trump gets bored of running for president before the public gets bored with him. After he exits, and I don't know that he will, but after he exits, says David Horsey, though Republicans uh, Republicans will still be left with an identity crisis. They want to appeal to Latinos, but they are the party of immigrant bashers. They want to appeal to black voters, but they are the chosen party of those who cling to the Confederate flag. And the party, I should add, who wants to suppress Black voters. David Horsey goes on. They want to appeal to working Americans, but they are the party that protects billionaires at every opportunity. They want to show they can govern, but they are a party filled with politicians who hate government. The Republican Party's biggest Trump problem is that he embodies the spirit of the party all too well. That's David Horsey today, mid-July, frankly saying what we've been saying on this program for the last month since Donald Trump got into the race. I'm glad to hear uh, glad to hear they're saying it. Okay, um, phone lines are filling up. We're going to try to get to as many of your calls as we can. Uh, sh- should we? Should I? Should I endorse Donald Trump? 
for the Republican nomination. You can call and let me know. 818-985-5735. We can talk about that. We can talk about Iran. We can talk about a global uh, mini ice age, which is not going to happen. Uh, And I've got more to talk about. Um, A very interesting question that challenges my own beliefs down in Georgia, something that is happening in the wake of the South Carolina terrorist massacre at the AME Church. Uh, We'll talk about that after our break and to all of your calls, 818-985-5735. I'm Brad Friedman. This is your Bradcast. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Brad. Do you enjoy your non-corporatized, commercial-free Bradcast? Yeah, me too. But we need your help to stay that way. Please consider supporting the investigative blogging, broadcasting, and muckraking that we do here on the Bradcast and the Green News Report and bradblog.com with a donation. It's easy. Stop by bradblog.com slash donate and drop a few dollars in the tip jar. You can make a one-time contribution or an automatic monthly donation of any amount you like. It's easy. It'll take you about 60 seconds, and you'll help me and Desi stay on the air to continue our troublemaking and muckraking without the corporate influence of anyone. Got it? Thanks. Stop by bradblog.com donate to help us out today. In a strong way to my soul Welcome back to the broadcast. Yeah, there's a reason why I've been playing uh, Stoned Me. I'll get to that in a moment, along with your calls. Uh, coming up later this week on the broadcast, uh, we'll, uh, we'll be talking with Ari Berman, who was at the trial this week in North Carolina, the huge voter suppression trial concerning North Carolina's, uh, well, let's, uh, as I've called it uh, for uh, let's see, a couple of years now. We're almost at the two-year anniversary since the Supreme Court gutted the Voting Rights Act and North Carolina rushed to pass this huge voter suppression law that wouldn't have been passed had the, uh, uh, wouldn't have been allowed to take effect had the Voting Rights Act not been gutted by the Supreme Court. Uh, I've called it the uh, worst voting voter suppression law since the Jim Crow era. I believe that it is. We'll be speaking with Ari Berman, who's at the trial this week about that. Also, we'll be speaking with a huge scandal among the American Psychological Association concerning their complicity with the Bush administration to allow torture after 9-11. Unbelievable story, incredibly ugly. And uh, I'll be... Uh, I'll be speaking with the, the president of Psychologists for Social Responsibility, the folks who really blew the whistle on what was going on for the past, more than the past decade, even while the American Psychological Association was smearing the whistleblowers. Finally, a new report comes out showing the whistleblowers had it right. The American Psychological Association was wrong, and it is a mess. They have now lost at least four of their top officials in this uh, in this mess. Anyway, we'll be talking about that later this week. Um, finally, before we get to the phones, uh, I love this story because it challenges my own belief, frankly, uh, my own beliefs. And I, I love stories that do that. The NAACP down in Georgia wants to um, wants to get rid of the uh, sculpture depicting Confederate leaders on Stone Mountain. 
down there. The chapters, the NAACP uh, Atlanta chapters uh, leader is calling for the removal of this carving that depicts Jefferson Davis, Robert E. Lee, and Stonewall Jackson, uh, Confederate generals. Uh, a, a press release uh, from the Atlanta chapter of the National Association for the Advancement of Color People say that the uh, carving is a, a glorification of white supremacy. They say it is time for Georgia and other southern states to end glorification of slavery and white supremacy paid for and maintained with the taxes of all its citizens. Uh, history reminds us that despite the hero status accorded to Robert E. Lee, the West Point-educated Lee was a traitor who led the military efforts at the breakaway states, including Georgia. The release goes on to say the insurrection's sole purpose was to create a separate nation that would maintain the enslavement of generations of African descendants. All of which I completely agree with. I completely agree with those statements uh, from the uh, Atlanta NAACP. Uh, the um, uh, a spokesperson from the uh, Richard Rose from that chapter says that uh, the heritage we should be celebrating is the U.S. heritage. We are not a separate nation. He added that he's working with local lawmakers to push this forward. In an interview, um, Richard Rose said that the Confederate carvings can be sandblasted off or someone can also carefully remove a slab of that to sell at auction to the highest bidder. The Confederate uh, memorial carving is believed to be the highest relief sculpture in the world, located 400 feet off the ground on the side of Stone Mountain. It is carved into the side of the mountain. It's a popular tourist attraction completed in 1972, depicts uh, Davis, Lee, and Jackson on horseback. Um, I'm 100% behind uh, taking down the Confederate flag wherever needed. I'm uh, 100% behind taking down these memorials. But to sandblast this off the side of a mountain? Because it is. It's carved into the mountain. Um, that sounds a little Taliban-y to me, frankly. Remember when they were blowing up statues that were uh, built into the side of a mountain? Uh, if it could be taken down, if it could be covered up, I'm okay with that if it could be, you know, carefully uh, taken away in slabs and somehow moved as long as it's not government dollars that are doing it. Okay, I could do that. But sandblasted off the side of the mountain? It is a work of art, maybe an offensive work of art. But I'm really troubled by the idea of uh, destroying a work of art. Are you? Am I wrong? Am I wrong about that? Let me know. 818 985 57 Three five is our phone numbers. Okay, you guys want to talk about all of the above. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, Trump, Iran, everything else. Let's go to uh, Jerry in Glendale. Hey, Jerry, welcome to the broadcast. Oh, Jerry. Oh, Jerry. All right, I guess hey, we have. To... How you doing? Oh, there you go. Okay, hey, Jerry, uh, you're on the air live. What's on your mind, sir? Well, um, you know, before you were asking about Donald Trump, and yep. I think Donald Trump is going to uh, function that when his, the wheels do come off his uh, crazy and extremist uh, platform, people will feel better about voting for Bush and or mm. Hillary. Right now, he takes all the media attention away from those characters, and they can just smoothly cruise mm -hmm. and, you know, be a distraction, uh, a sideshow. Later on, uh, you know, people who who know that there's not much difference between those candidates or who would never mm -hmm. feel good about voting, say, for Hillary, are going to feel if, if, if uh, Trump could possibly be the candidate, wow, I better vote for her, even though she's horrible, 
you know, she's way better than Trump. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it'll help gin up uh, support for the electoral system. Wait, she, you're comparing her to Hillary? So, that's my thinking. You're, okay. I guess Jerry couldn't hear me. Okay, thank you, Jerry. I appreciate the uh, appreciate the call. I don't I don't see exactly how it has an effect on Hillary because they're not in the same race until they actually are in the same race. If Donald Trump wins the nomination, uh, you know who I help, uh, I believe it's going to help a lot more is Scott Walker because I I think that uh, Scott Walker. I think he's got, you know, he he doesn't have the establishment baggage that Jeb Bush does, and he has the uh, uh, anger, crazy, right-wing extremist uh, support that uh, Donald Trump has. And if Donald Trump isn't in, I think uh, once he gets out, I think all of his support uh, goes to someone like Scott Walker, if not Scott Walker uh, himself. Let me go to... Uh, who do we go to? Uh, Ann in uh, Alhambra. Uh, hey, Ann. Wel- Anna, welcome to the broadcast. What do you Hi. think? Hi. <clears throat> Hi, Brad. Uh, I just want to say thank you for your brilliance and this program. I was uh, just happened to tune in and um, wanted to speak to the Trump issue. Good. I find myself very scared, not scared, but so concerned about the nature of our the country, the direction we're going in, and how everything is just driven by hate. Mm-hmm. I think you are 100% correct that if um, that um, with the, the motivations, because Trump isn't, like they say, a buffoon, but he's not an idiot. And he <laughs> knows that there are so many hateful people, people that are driven by hate right now, and yeah. he's just simply maximizing on that opportunity. And this concerns me. And I, you know, I don't have any answers, but I really just want the question out there. Why does it have to be about hate? Well, you know what? What it is. I, 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 uh, no pun intended here, but I think it's great to shake the bushes. I want these people out in the open. I want the Republican Party to stand for what it believes in. Obviously, it believes in, uh, you know, supporting millionaires. It believes in uh, repressing the, suppressing the vote. Uh, it believes in, uh, you know, attacking immigrants. This is what it believes in. So why hide? Why pretend that's not what you believe in? You know, I was uh, talking with a, a family member uh, recently uh, said that uh, since South Carolina, things have, have have changed. And she was worried that what has happened in response to South Carolina would be worse than what actually happened in South Carolina. She said uh, she had a neighbor uh, who, you know, she had been friendly with for years, and all of a sudden the neighbor came out and said something about, I would never go to a doctor who was black or Jewish or a woman. And my family member said, are you kidding? She had no idea that this woman was a uh, racist, misogynist, anti-Semite until now. Until the response to what happened in uh, in South Carolina, I was speaking with someone else who was down in Florida, and they were complaining about the fact that now you, all of these guys are coming out in their Confederate flag runs. They're getting in their pickup trucks and they're putting on uh, you know Confederate flags and driving through town. And he says this has really brought out the racists. Good, good, because now we know who they are. Now we know who they are. We can identify them. We can ridicule them. And we can let our kids and grandkids see that, no, this is not all right. This is not who we are as a country. That's just me. That's what I think. Um, all right. Let me go to uh, who did I wanted to get to a, an Iran call? Uh, Sam. Here we go. Uh, uh, wrong. Sam in um, Woodland Hills. Welcome to the broadcast. Oh, Sam. Did I do it wrong? 
Did I do it wrong? All right. Put him on hold. We'll uh, we'll come back to Sam. Uh, sit tight there. Let me go to Julie in Ventura. Hey, Julie, welcome to the broadcast. I got to learn how Hello? to operate. There we go. Hey, Julie, you're on the air. Oh, hi. I don't have the radio on, but I, there's a lot of background noise. I'll just try to ignore it. Um, I wanted to make a comment about Trump. And, of course, I'm horrified by what he said, what he's been saying, mm-hmm. what he represents. But I have to say I'm a little excited that if he stays as a frontrunner, that that's going to be good for the uh, end result, which is I don't think we're going to have a Republican in office you, next time. You, you, wait, it would be a wonderful thing. It would be a, you said it would be a wonderful thing to have a Republican in office next time? Your phone's not, really bad. Oh, to not. not. Have to not. All right. Well, you I know. I agree with what you're saying about what they stand for. All right. And I think there's some old school Republicans who still don't get it. But what you said about, you know, all the, the rights that are being taken away moment to moment. Um, and it's about money, but it's about uh, hitting one guy against the other. And that's not what our country's meant to be about. Thank you. So. Thank you, Julie. Thank you very much. I really appreciate, uh, appreciate your thoughts there. And by the way, my apologies. Uh, for the phone uh, issues, she had a bad phone there, but we've also been having some uh, difficulty with the phones here at the station. We are trying to figure it out. So thank you for uh, for hanging with us there until we do. 818-985-5735. 818-985-KPFK. All right, I'm going to try again for Sam. Let's see if I get this right. Last time it was my fault. Nothing but trouble today. Hey, Sam, welcome to the broadcast. What's on your mind? Yes, it's me. Oh, it's you. Hey, Sam. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me, Sam? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, static, but anyway. Okay. Did, did the screener tell you my question? The screen, my screener tells me nothing. It's Desi oh. Doyen, totally <laughs> useless. Yeah. Okay. So what, what did... No, I know. Don't look at me like that, Des. It was just a... You were the closest person by to insult. I can't insult the caller. Hey, Sam. All right, go ahead. Tell me what you want to talk about. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Yeah, okay. 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 Um, I have two questions. Okay. Please take your pick, and I will appreciate your comment after I hang up, okay? Very good. Go Thank ahead, you. Sam. Yes. Uh, now, uh, Iran is very rich in, in oil. Mm-hmm. Why do they uh, want uh, nuclear energy? That's my first question. Why would they want that? They don't need it. Well, because uh, they can... My sp- second question. Wait, okay, wait, okay, 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 okay. Go ahead, go ahead, Sam. Let me finish my second question. Okay, all right. Now, uh, uh, President so Obama is uh, uh, love this country. He's the our president. Uh, he was born here. He loves this country, and he, of course, wants to leave a good legacy, not a bad legacy. Mm-hmm. Now, many people, uh, the the um, uh, conservatives and uh, so on, they. They think that the agreement with, uh, with Iran has a lot of holes and it's very bad. And what I'm trying to say is this. Uh, if it's, uh, a, a, a President Obama would not want to have a bad legacy. He wants to have a good legacy. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, why don't they give uh, President Obama some credit? Oh, yeah, because, well, because... He's a th- good man. All You're right. a good man, too. I have to hang up. Okay. Please, give Th- me your comments. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, Bye-bye. Sam. I appreciate the call. Uh, okay, let's see. On the first point, um, why would Iran want to use uh, nukes? 
Well, for one, that means that uh, all of their oil, they can sell it. They can make money on it. And uh, so that's one explanation. Uh, of course, the uh, nefarious explanation is because they secretly want to build a, a, a nuclear bomb. But uh, guess what? Even if that's the case, now there are inspectors all over the place inside Iran to make sure that they can't do that. So, um, you know, it, it makes sense. I don't believe they can sell nuclear power, but they can sell oil uh, out of the country. And so that's what they want to do. They want to have, uh, uh, you know, nuclear energy in country and save the oil to sell to the suckers abroad who want to burn it and destroy our planet. As to uh, Obama, yeah, of course, he doesn't want to have a bad legacy. He wants a positive legacy. He thinks this is a good deal. And I think it's a good deal, actually, from what I know about it. Uh, but look, the Republicans could come out with they could go find Obama could go find exactly what it was. Whatever the Republicans wanted him to say, like, uh, oh, let's have a uh, 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 the Affordable Care Act. Let's have a market based system where billions of dollars are given in subsidies to private uh, health insurance companies instead of doing universal care, which is what Republicans wanted. Obama could say, OK, let's do that. And he did do that. And he passed that. And that is Obamacare. And the Republicans hate Obamacare because it's Obama, because the Republicans are no longer a legitimate party. They're just not. It's not about whether I agree with them or not. It's that they are no longer a legitimate governing party, period. So uh, that's why they're going to attack Barack Obama. It has nothing to do with uh, and, and there are legitimate concerns about his uh, the, the deal with Iran and Democrats are bringing some of them up. I'm fine with that. But legitimate criticism, not pretend criticism like uh, we're hearing from the Republicans. This is an attack on Israel. I mean, are you kidding? Give me a break. 818-985-5735 is our phone number. Oh, good. Uh, we'll get to back to some more Iran calls and some Trump calls. But uh, somebody says, I'm wrong about Stone Mountain. Hey, Andy in Southgate, welcome to the broadcast. How am I wrong about being troubled about removing... Uh, this piece of uh, art, offensive as it is, from the side of the mountain in uh, in Georgia. You know, I watched that monument being built as a child, mm -hmm. and I guess the first thing that I noticed as a child is that it's really ugly and it's offensive. Uh, the mountain is a sacred place to the Native Americans who once lived there. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a desecration of a religious um, mm. shrine when it was constructed in the first place. Uh, in any case, uh, many people may not know the history of Stone Mountain, but um, there were two eras of the Ku Klux Klan. The first was uh, during Reconstruction. The second era began in 1915 at a rally at Stone Mountain led by the former populist uh, Tom Watson. And by the end of the 1920s, the um, uh, Ku Klux Klan had millions of members uh, across the United States uh, and Stone Mountain was uh, where they had their uh, their meetings. And mm. so this monument was uh, completed in the 1960s uh, in direct response to the Civil Rights Movement. It was actually completed in the 1970s. I believe it was 1974 when it was completed. But, yeah, built during the 60s, during the Civil Rights Movement. Uh, I, I never actually yeah. saw the thing completed uh, in person, but I went there frequently as a child. 
I stayed in the campground there. I appreciate that call, Andy, and I'm only going to let you go because I appreciate the call and the history. i got to let you go because uh, the phone, and I don't know if it's you or us in this case, but it's it's coming in and out. I, I appreciate the call and the history because, yeah, if it was a, a desecration to a, a Native American burial ground, I would be more inclined to go ahead with it. I'm still uncomfortable in destroying art, uh, destroying huge art. What's that? Trash art. Okay. I got to let you go, Andy, because I'm having trouble hearing you. I, I hear you. You say it's bad art. I got gotcha. you. Uh, and maybe it is. Uh, it's kind of nice art, actually. I mean, not nice uh, in what it means, but uh, I think it's a well-done uh, uh, facade on the side of that mountain. Um, and I, I just don't like blowing up. I just keep, I have this picture of these Taliban uh, blowing up that uh, huge, remember, I can't remember what it was called, that uh, huge statue on the side of the mountain uh, in Pakistan. It, that's just, it's troubling to me. Can we take it down and remove it to somewhere safely without destroying it? Anyway, uh, okay, let me go to, uh, boy, uh, we got a lot of folks here. Uh, Frank in Orange County, let's see if we have better luck with the phone. Hey, Frank, welcome to the broadcast. With a nod to the civil rights movement, uh, our next president, uh, Donald Trump, has selected uh, a new campaign song. Oh, boy. Uh, it, it, you know what, Frank? H- hang on. Let me put you back on hold. Uh, I don't know if we can. Uh, gee, are we able to fix this, or are we just in trouble today on the phones? We'll uh, put, put Frank on hold there, and I'll try to get back to him. Let me try. Uh, shoot. Uh, Don in Santa Monica. Hey, Don. Welcome to the broadcast. Can we hear you? Yeah, um, uh, I think we better be prepared for a full court press from uh, Netanyahu and company regarding this Iran deal. They're going to try to get Congress to overturn it. I'm sure they will. Obama will veto that. And then they'll fight. Yeah, shoot. All right, Don. Yeah, uh, and, and for those who couldn't hear because we're having trouble, and uh, maybe we should take a break and come back and see if we can reboot or something uh, on these phones. My apologies because the phone lines are totally full. And I'd love to talk to you. Uh, He's saying, essentially, I think that uh, Bibi Netanyahu is going to go nuts to pull out all the stops uh, after Congress rejects this deal. And they might. And then Obama will be forced to veto the Congress uh, congressional rejection of it. Yep, that could happen. And, um, you know, but but in the meantime, the American people are in favor of. Of this deal. The American people want this deal with Iran. So what do you do when your elected leaders, uh, which have been gerrymandered and politicized and bought off uh, when they think one thing and the American people think another? That's what uh, Noam Chomsky calls the democracy deficit. And uh, our Brad blog contributor, Ernie Canning, Uh, our senior legal advisor there, uh, he writes about this all the time, the difference between the elected, the positions of the elected officials and the difference uh, between that and the people. And in this case, the people are wildly in favor with the deal with Iran. So what do you do from there? I don't know. Let's take a quick break, come back, and we'll see if the phones are working. We'll also uh, stand by Desi Doyen with the Green News Report. If you're on the line, hang on. We'll try to get to you if the phones work. Uh, that's what you, you know what? This never happens on right wing talk radio. They got really good phones. They I'm just saying they can afford it. Uh, we, on the other hand, we're fighting like hell just to keep uh, keep spreading the good word over our public airwaves. I'm Brad Friedman on your public airwaves. This is the Bradcast. Stay tuned. 
Yep, that can only mean one thing. We will soon be melting for Desi Doyen. Uh, Des, I want to uh, well, welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman of bradblog.com wrestling these phone lines to the ground here live today. Doing our best. At KPFK. <laughs> Uh, so we're going to get to the green news in a moment, Des, right. but I want to I want to try a, a call or two and see if we have any luck because they're, they're totally full. People got uh, things they want to say. They got lots of stuff to say. And I want to help them say it. Right. I am nothing if not a facilitator for democracy. So let's see if I can. Uh, hey, Richard, uh, welcome to the broadcast. Can uh, can we hear you? Thank you. Yes. Two points, quick. First, I agree with you completely about the um, uh, sculptures on the mountainside. Uh, they shouldn't be destroyed. Uh, if uh, Picasso had painted a portrait of Hitler, would we destroy the the painting? Of course not. Uh, the other point about the Iran agreement, I think it's wrong for Obama to uh, imply that the alternative to it is war. Um, the alternative is a better agreement, and as he himself has said, uh, no agreement is better than a bad agreement. That's it. No agreement is better than a bad agreement. But if he can't get a better agreement, they have been working on this for two years. He's clearly saying we can't get a better agreement. This is the best agreement that we can that we can get. And he says it covers all the bases of of what the point of the agreement was, which is to stop any potential for an Iran nuclear program. So. Where do you get the idea, Richard, that uh, there is a better agreement that could be had? I'm I'm not saying there there is a better agreement possible under the circumstances. I'm just saying that would be the argument. Well, right. Okay, that's the argument. But what he's saying is after two years of very difficult negotiations, what we are left with is either walk away um, or take this deal, walk away and potentially end up in war or take this deal. And it sounds to me like they did the grown up thing in this, uh, in this case, Richard. That's my impression too. Yeah. Thanks. I really appreciate the call and, uh, and your good point about Hitler and Picasso. Let me get to one more before we get to you, Desi Doyen, uh, Kevin in Highland Park. Welcome to the broadcast. Hi, thank you. I just wanted to say, I do support the, uh, the agreement as you guys just stated. It's uh, an adult way to go about it. Mm -hmm. We don't need another war. We all know that. So, gentlemen talked about Obama being a good president and having his legacy, uh, not wanting to have his legacy tarnished. I think he's done quite a bit to tarnish his legacy mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, put out there that the Democrats also serve a different paymaster than the Republicans, but it's still not the American public. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what, Kevin? And I hear you. And we talked a little bit, a uh, little bit about this on yesterday's show. I had a constitutional law expert Ian Milheiser on the show, and and I had a clip. I don't have time to play it now. Um, uh, and I agree. There are certain things where the Republicans and the Democrats are too much on the same page. But to say, as some people do, and I'm not charging that you're doing this, Kevin, but to say that uh, these uh, the, the two parties are, you know, two sides of the same coin, they are decidedly not. And again, listen to yesterday's broadcast. Go to the KPFK.org archives. Listen to, the, uh, you know, the dog whistles that guys like Scott Walker are now putting out. Their difference in governing philosophy, uh, their difference in, in uh, not just governing philosophy, but the way they view the Constitution and what the government can and cannot do. The Republican Party is moving very quickly in that direction to say the government can do nothing but protect health and safety of workers. After that, you're on your own. It is unconstitutional to make laws 
that have to do with uh, you know how long uh, workers, uh, how many you know hours workers can work, workplace standards, workplace uh, standards, unions, and so forth. That is quickly becoming what the Republican Party believes. It's not that they agree we shouldn't have a minimum wage. It they uh, they believe that the government has no right to set a minimum wage. And so I believe there's a difference. Uh, Kevin, I got to get out because I got to get to the Green News report. If you're hanging on the line, uh, I'll try to get to your calls if we have time. I don't we'll know see if we what will happens. after I the Green know. News it's report. Been tough, but everybody has great calls, so thank you so much. And thank you for hanging in there while we're wrestling these uh, phones to the ground. You're our uh, live on-air guinea pigs again this week, apparently. <laughs> Sorry about that. Let's get to it. Our latest Green News report. We need a president who on day one will approve the Keystone Pipeline. Wisconsin Governor Scott Walker jumps into the 2016 race. We'll report his predictable position on climate change. Warmest June on record for the Western United States. ExxonMobil knew about man-made global warming in 1981 and then funded climate deniers for 30 years. Plus, jiggery-pokery from the climate science deniers and the right wing. No, we are not headed to a new mini ice age. The latest denialist theory debunked. All of that debunking and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. As you may know, following torrential rains, the river raisin crested today. That flooding recently caused the Monroe Metropolitan Wastewater Treatment Plant to discharge some partially treated sewage. Remember, the sewage is only partially treated, so until further notice, please do not drink any sewage. Thank you for that advice, Mr. Colbert. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, candidate number 15 entered the uh, GOP race this week. Yep, 15, count them, 15. Wisconsin Governor Scott Walker announced on Monday that he is seeking the Republican presidential nomination for 2016. He is the 15th Republican to do so. We've been tracking the climate change positions of all of the 2016 candidates. Now, Walker isn't sure that humans have anything to do with it, and in his official campaign launch speech, he said it shouldn't be a priority. President Obama declared, he proclaimed that the greatest threat to future generations is global warming, climate change. Well, Mr. President, I respectfully disagree. The greatest threat to future generations is radical Islamic terrorism, and we need to do something about it. You know... He's no scientist. (laughs) So true. Walker also walks the Republican Party line on oil and gas drilling, as well as on coal and nuclear. We need to put in place an all-the-above energy policy that says we're going to use the abundance of what God has given us here in America and on this continent. And on this continent, of course, he means the tar sands up in Canada. Yep. Which is not exactly U.S. produced, but his buddies, the Koch brothers, are going to make a lot of money out of it. He also threw in something for the Keystone XL pipeline. We need a president who on day one will approve the Keystone pipeline. I love how those people in Wisconsin cheer for the Keystone XL pipeline that brings them no actual money, does not lower their gas price, and probably makes them sick and maybe kills the planet. But other than that, 
Yay! And so far, Walker is like pretty much all of the 14 other Republican candidates. Meanwhile, it was the hottest June on record for five western states. California, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, and Utah got really hot this June, breaking that record. And that's according to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. A revealing new report shows oil giant ExxonMobil has known since 1981 that its product causes dangerous man-made global warming. In a blockbuster new report by the Union of Concerned Scientists on Climate Disinformation, a former Exxon engineer reveals that Exxon's leadership was first informed way back in 1981 that burning its fossil fuels would cause dangerous global warming. Despite that knowledge, Exxon, the world's biggest oil company, spent millions over the next 30 years to promote climate denial. Well, if you can't beat it, deny it. Yep. And the latest myth from the climate change denial industry is one you'll probably like. It's that the Earth is headed for a new mini ice age. Of course, reality turns out to be not so much. The right-wing denial media are misreporting a new study that actually doesn't suggest anything of the kind, as physicist Joe Rome of Climate Progress explained on the broadcast earlier this week. This study doesn't mean anything about the long-predicted global warming trend. All this study says is we have a theory, a brand-new theory, that says uh, maybe there'll be a reduction in sunspots in the 2030s. And anybody who cites this study to suggest that global warming science isn't real or somehow we are going to avoid catastrophic warming this century literally has never talked to a climate scientist. Well, of course, these right wing news outlets don't talk to climate scientists because these guys would tell them they're absolutely wrong. And they need to glom on to whatever nonsense, whatever single study they come across and misinterpret it to their ends. That's what they do. For much more on those stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Don't forget, you can download our reports anytime via iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. Find us and follow us on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Thank you very much, Desi Doyen. Should we should we try the uh, should we try one more call? All right, we're going to try one more call and see if we have any luck. It's got to be really quick though, because we got to get out very quickly. Adam, welcome to the broadcast. Are you there? Okay, that was a complete fail. Oh well. Uh, by the way, Frank's joke. Thank you, Desi, for writing it down. He had a a, a joke. <laughs> this isn't even a good joke. Is it a good joke? He said, uh, with a nod to the civil rights movement, our next president, Donald Trump, has a new campaign song, We Shall Overcome. That's oh, come on. That was good. You, that, really? That's a good joke? I thought it was cute. And you made me read it? At least if the <laughs> phones were working, Frank could have taken responsibility for that joke. Yeah. All right. I'll take responsibility, like I always do. You're welcome. My thanks to our producer, Desi Doyen, to our booking goddess, Cynthia Cohn. We'll be with you again, uh, same Brad time, same Brad channel tomorrow. If you missed any portion of today's program, you can always download all of our shows at bradblog.com. 
over at the kpfk.org archives or over at iTunes, where I hope you'll give us a good review so other people can also find the show. Uh, What else? Oh, drop me an email if you like, if you couldn't get through on the phones. Bradcast at bradblog.com. Find me and follow me on the Facebook and the Twitters at The Brad Blog. We'll see you soon. I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world. Good luck, world.